stop looking at porn and win back your freedom for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man you are and making life so good that porn becomes irrelevant. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach, and I've been coaching guys on this for many years now and have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that. I'm using this podcast to share what I've learned and what I continue to learn on the way with real client examples from the hands-on work I do with clients day in and day out. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn now. Hey guys, welcome to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast. I am your host, Danny Pullman, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, we are going to talk about why you should go toward triggers for porn. Yes, I said toward. I'm not doing a podcast on how to avoid all the triggers for porn. I'm actually talking about why you should go toward the triggers for porn. Okay, a lot of you are already like, wait, what? No, that's not what you do. That's why we're talking about it. I want you to hear why this is such an important thing to discuss. Okay, um, so we're going to dive right into this. Uh, we're going to start out by talking about Pavlov's dogs. Okay, Pavlov's dogs. It's an experiment done by a scientist named Pavlov a long time ago. I don't know when. And um, I'm going to paraphrase just the most useful things from this that are relevant to what we're talking about. Okay, but it is this is an experiment found in all sorts of psychology textbooks. And it was, I did pre-dental uh, back in college and it was in so many of my textbooks. So I got to know this experiment really well back then, but then I didn't realize just how important it was to habit change with pornography until much, much later. So um, Pavlov, he did this experiment and what they did is they took these dogs and you might sound a lot of you might know this already but listen and let's learn what we can learn from this okay um it's really important so the dogs they brought them treats but what they did is before bringing them a treat they rang a bell and so they ring the bell they bring the dog a treat and when the dog eats the treat they get the pleasure from chewing and eating the treat, right? And there's a dopamine response that rewards their brain and says, yes, repeat this pattern. And so when you practice this enough times, the uh, the dogs start salivating when they hear the bell because their brain is anticipating that a treat is about to come, right? And so let's just look at this, right? Like salivating when... A dog hears a bell is not a natural thing for a dog to do. A dog doesn't come into this world salivating when they hear a bell being rung, okay? But they learned to salivate when hearing the bell, and their brain is like, hey, let's get the juices flowing so we can digest this food that's coming our way, right? And uh, so they actually trained the dogs to do this. The dogs learned it. And then something I didn't know is that the dogs were, and until later, was that the dogs were also trained to not salivate when they heard the bell. So they already learned it, um, but then what they did is they kept ringing the bell and not ringing a treat, and the dogs unlearned this behavior. They stopped salivating when they heard the bell eventually, and uh, they actually unlearned it way faster 
then they learned it, which is really important too, okay? So this is uh, a part of what can go on when you are having urges for pornography, whether it's a time that you commonly have them or maybe you've practiced uh, or reacted with porn when you, whenever you feel an uncomfortable feeling like you're embarrassed or shame or frustrated or um, just something uncomfortable. Maybe you've practiced just escaping uncomfortable emotions by doing this. It's a huge thing for a lot of people, right? So you can actually train your brain to want porn when these same situations arise, when you feel those uncomfortable feelings again, when you feel stressed, when you, when everyone's out of the house but you and it's a uh, Friday night or, right, uh, there can be all sorts of things. Or maybe you've, this is how the brain works, guys. Like maybe you were eating an ice cream cone and saw a butterfly fly by the last time you were masturbating to porn. And so the next time that you are eating an ice cream cone and see a butterfly fly by at the same time, your brain might be like, hey, let's look at porn. Right? Like the brain, it doesn't really dis uh what's the word uh distinguish there's another word i'm i'm losing here but um it it doesn't know the difference it this lower part of your brain it just gets trained it learns what you teach it okay and so you can actually teach your brain to have urges for porn and then when you go react by masturbating to porn to these urges you're telling your brain hey have more urges in the future okay so your brain might just bring urges up just along the way because you just trained it to you. Also, there might be certain triggers for you that seem like they trigger these urges, okay? And so uh, this is like Pavlov's dogs, all right? You, you hear the bell and you start salivating and you've trained your brain to do that, okay? And if you keep bringing the treat each time that you salivate and have that urge, then you're sending a message, you're rewarding your brain for having the urge response to the bell. And so then your brain's like, let's do that again next time. Let's do it more, actually. And because there's such uh, an unnaturally high amount of dopamine that comes from pornography and masturbating to porn um, together, it really uh, throws things out of whack in your brain. And it tells your brain like, hey, this is actually way more important than some of these other things because there's just this unnatural amount of dopamine that comes from it. It's not a natural thing, right? It's it, humans' brains didn't evolve around this pornography, these pixels on a screen that are just on demand in your face as much as you want. It, your brain thinks it's sex, but it's not, right? Our, it works really well when it's just sex with one woman, one time, right? Um, but when it's this electronic on-demand at the you know, just click on whatever as much as you want. And it's like in your face. And it's it's uh, not something human brains evolved with. And now we're in this new phase as humans and we get to we get to learn our way through. It. And the good thing is we can. We have the power to do it. OK, but a lot of us on accident trained our brain to have urges for pornography and to over desire it. And so. uh what a lot of guys do is they think I'm just going to avoid situations where I'm triggered for porn. I'm just going to make sure I'm never alone and have the option to do this, right? I'll just make sure I'm always with somebody. I'll just make sure that I have an internet filter that doesn't even let me have the chance. I'll, even though everyone that I meet 
who's ever tried that finds ways around it at some point, including myself, right? I tried that at one point. Um, and I'm just going to stay so busy that I never even have the chance to do this, right? And then they get too tired to stay busy at some point, and then they go look at porn because um, you got to rest at some You got to slow down at some point, um, right? Like, let's just avoid all the triggers. Let's try to remove all the porn from the world. Okay, so let's think about the dogs for a second. Pavlov's dogs, if if they took that strategy and they're like, let's just remove all the bells. <laughs> we'll remove all the bells from the, or we'll put the, we'll put the dogs in this bubble over here. That's a bell free bubble. And we'll just leave them in there for a few years. Right. Let's say they did that. And then they bring the dogs back out of the bubble and the dogs hear a bell. They'd still salivate. Okay. And why is that? Because they never let themselves or the trainer never took them through that process of unlearning and reconditioning the brain right of ringing the bell without bringing the tree and so uh, if your strategy is just avoid all the porn or put yourself in a bubble that's away from all the porn and that's what you plan on your whole life right there will still be things that make you have those urges for porn if you don't let your brain go through that unlearning process Okay, so that's why we want to go towards the triggers for porn. And yes, there's use your judgment on this. You know best for you. Uh, you're going to want to learn the skills of how to do this. And um, in the Chainbreaker coaching process, we call it allowing and processing urges. Okay, so you allow and process the urge instead of resist it or avoid it or react to it um, or white knuckle, right? And just fight it. Um, and when you allow and process it without rewarding it, then your brain gets the message. And if you do that enough times, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but if you just stay engaged doing enough times, then you train your brain to unlearn this over-desire for pornography. Okay? So that's why we go toward the triggers. And let's talk about this a little bit more, right? Um, when it comes to your brain, you kind of have two parts. This is an easy way to simplify it, right? Uh, you've got your upper brain and your lower brain. And um, that's kind of how we refer to it in the program. Or I also like calling it kind of like your parent brain and your toddler brain. Because that lower part of your brain, it does operate similar to a toddler. So so um, if we compare it to the Pavlov dogs experiment, then it's kind of like the... The upper brain is like the trainer of the dogs and the lower brain is the dog. Okay. So you, you get to kind of be the scientist and the dog and which is cool because uh, dogs are awesome. I love dogs. Um, I use this stuff on my dog Maverick all the time to train him. Right. <laughs> and I actually use it on myself too, to train my own brain. So when it comes to habits, we really want to understand this and we want to pay attention to what we're rewarding. Okay. And so, Think about a parent brain and a toddler brain. Those two parts of your brain when it feels like, no, I don't want to do this because this isn't in line with who I am. And that other party that's like, let's do this now and we got to do it urgently because if we don't, then blah, right? And <laughs> maybe you think you're going to die. Maybe something bad is going to happen. You think you're going to explode, or, right? Like, it's like, it's just got to be now and it's in a hurry. That's the, the toddler part of your brain, okay? Um and so an analogy I like is imagine that 
you're in a grocery store and my clients are all going to recognize this, right? You guys have heard me say this probably a bunch of times, but it's worth repeating. People who want to be empowered to change their habits need to hear this. So you're in a grocery store with a toddler and you're the parent and the toddler is screaming for the candy right by the checkout line, right? So they scream, they throw the tantrum. And what do you do if you give them the candy? Then it rewards their brain and tells them, hey, when we scream and throw a tantrum, we get candy. So what happens next time you're in the store? They're going to be more likely to throw a tantrum for the candy, right? And if you keep doing this, then they're going to just keep yelling and screaming for candy. The more that you reward that type of behavior with all that sugar from candy, right? And sugar is another it's similar to pornography, the way it affects our brains. It's a, it's a man-made concentrated substance. We've sucked all the pleasure powder out of the sugarcane plant and concentrated it in this powder form. And right, it's uh, much different than eating through an entire sugarcane plant with all the fiber and all that stuff mixed in. Right, it's just so it actually can affect things in a similar, similar way. Okay, not exact, but similar. And so you reward the toddler, and they. They're more likely to scream louder, have more tantrums, and they just want that candy, right? So um, what do you want to do? What If you don't want your toddler to scream, then what do you do? You don't give them the candy when they scream, right? And if you do give them candy, you give them to other times when they're not throwing a tantrum. Otherwise, you're rewarding the tantrum. And so um we want to use the same type of idea keep it in mind when you're working with your toddler brain which we all have yep even if you're an adult you have a toddler brain okay um that operates at that similar level as a two-year-old or a dog it's just that's part of having a human brain um we also have this amazing upper brain that allows us to actually be aware and think about what we're doing and that makes the final decision because your lower brain can't make a decision about pornography without the permission of your upper brain, okay? And so we want to get really skilled with how we use our upper brain to train our lower brain and get them working together on the same team. Uh, if you're back in the grocery store with the toddler, um, if you don't give them the candy, but also you just ignore the toddler and just don't even look at them and the toddler is not even sure that you heard him screaming, it's not going to work as well as to teach them that they don't get candy for screaming as it will if you look them in the eye and it's like, hey, I see you, my kid. I love you, my kid. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're just right. Of course you want that candy. There's a reward that comes in your brain for getting it. And I'm a parent who knows if I give my candy sugar all the time too much, that's not healthy or good for them, right? Um, also, I'm not going to reward the screaming because I don't really want you to be screaming every time you come to a checkout line, <laughs> right? It's okay that you are. And of course you are. It makes sense that you're trying that, but also, no, I'm not giving you the candy, right? Um, this is kind of how we want that. that that's going to more effectively teach your lower brain or teach the toddler that no, you don't get candy when you scream. And then over time, in theory, they will throw less tantrums and scream less in the same situation for the candy, right? And yeah, it really does. It's not always a linear progression and learning. And that's because we're humans. We're not robots, right? Uh, but if you keep consistent with the way that you train and teach, 
then yeah, the human brain picks up on it and there will be less tantrums for candy, okay? Um, so keep this in mind with your own brain. Like, it, like a lot of us, the way we do it with our lower brain, when we go, if we're in the grocery store, we, we're like, what the hell is your problem? kid like why do you even want this you're bad for wanting that candy and some people religiously it's like you're evil for like this isn't a morality thing like you shouldn't even want the candy to begin with what's your problem just having a desire for the candy is problem like you're a problem <laughs> you're bad for even wanting it right like this is how a lot of us talk to our own lower brain and it's shame it's fear it's um it's stop it. Just stop. Just stop. Right. Does that work with toddlers? Does it work with ourselves? No. When people say just stop looking at porn, that doesn't do it. Right. Maybe for a small percentage of people, they just stop. But most people, they've heard that plenty and they've told themselves that plenty and they're still doing it. Right. Why is that? Because they've trained their brain to do it that way. And, um, but can you imagine like trying to teach a kid effectively in the with this strategy? Like, do kids receive the message well when it's all shame and fear-based and what's wrong with you and you're bad? And no, is that the most effective way to teach a kid? No. It's so much more effective to just be with them, to see them, let it be okay that they are how they are and where they are. Just love them. Like, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I want you here with me, with the yelling. Like, that doesn't make me not love you, that you're yelling. I just love you. And I have room for you to yell while you're learning. And I'm not going to reinforce that yelling with, like, any candy when you yell. Right? Like, like uh, th that's going to teach the kid so much more effectively. Okay? Um if it's all about you're bad and and you shouldn't be doing this to begin with, like that doesn't actually address anything. It just adds negativity and stuff that gets in the way of effective learning. Okay. So we want to keep this in mind and I want you to like, just start thinking about that. Like a lot of you guys are, uh, I, I kind of gear my messaging, my marketing towards family friendly guys, right? Um, family oriented guys, I mean, and and so I want you to think about like how, as the kid, how would you want to be treated, right? And as the as the parent, as a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a mother, as a partner, whoever you are, like how would you want to treat your kid in that situation, right? What kind of parent do you want to be? And and then in turn, how do you want to parent your own toddler brain? And what if we do it in just as loving a way as we would with our own kid? Okay, there is so much magic in learning how to do that and practicing that. And there, all, so many of us have just learned to treat ourselves so terribly uh, where like if we parented our kids the way that we treat our own toddler brain, like we get the worst parent of the year award, a lot of us, right? Uh, but you can learn new ways. So um, what do we do with this when it comes to porn, okay? So the, we want the bell to ring. We want to go toward the triggers and we want to we want our brain to hear the bell without getting the treats. We want to do it enough times to unlearn this over-desire for these things. And so um, 
we call this in the chain break chain breaker program we call it allowing and processing an urge where you are not white knuckling you're not avoiding the urge you're not resisting the urge you're not trying to get rid of the urge you're not judging yourself for the urge okay you're not in a hurry with the urge you're not reactive with the urge you learn to be present with the urge without feeling threatened you allow it you process it it always passes it's just a feeling that's all it is it's just a feeling in your body we make it this big thing it's the devil tempting me it's lust it's just how guys are it'll just be this way always right uh no that's all uh bull crap <laughs> okay um your brain has learned to do this and you can teach it to not okay because porn is not something that we're just born in this world wanting and so um learning to allow and process the urge that's like being that effective parent in the grocery store with the toddler like hey i see you you're looking them in the eye and they know that you see them you hear them and they also know that they're not bad they're just right uh, and you love them and it's okay to be how they are in that moment but also they're not getting the candy right this is the way we want to approach it when we're allowing and processing an urge and when you do this it teaches your brain so effectively that you can stop salivating so much when you hear the bell okay things that used to trigger you will no longer be triggers for real. Like guys who used to not last five minutes once their wife was out of the house before they're looking at porn, right? On the computer doing their thing. Um, they can have their wife leave the house and the thought didn't even cross their mind to look at porn that whole night that she was gone. Like it didn't even cross their mind. Or maybe there's a fleeting moment and they have this new skill of how to allow process and urge and it passes quickly and then they're focused on other things the rest of the time, right? Like it can be that empowering of an experience. And the cool thing is, is the more that you do this, the more the urges reduce in intensity and in their frequency. And um, we're going to talk more about that in a minute, but, but here's something that I give guys as a ref as a reference in our program signs that you are allowing versus resisting an urge okay yes if you resist the urge white knuckle it and still don't look at porn you're still going to get some benefit to your brain uh in teaching your brain a new way but not nearly as much as if you allow and process the urge okay also it just takes so much more energy to fight and white knuckle than it does to allow and process like it can actually be an easy thing. It doesn't have to be big and hard. The only reason it's hard is because we've all learned a bunch of thought patterns that really get in the way of how we interact with our emotions and make it just so hard. Uh, but it can it can be easy. This is I think we were born easily processing emotions as babies, but then we we just learned a bunch of patterns from role models and whoever taught us and along the way that uh, it becomes hard because. We learn that certain emotions are bad or, yeah. So here's this worksheet. Um, I'm going to just read a few things off. So you have an idea as you go practice with this. Um, here are some signs that you are resisting an urge. And then I'll talk about signs that you're allowing an urge. So signs that you're resisting an urge, you're in a hurry, you're panicking, you're judging yourself, you're wishing it wasn't there, you feel threatened, you're expending a lot of energy, you're feeling... Uh, it can be a feeling of tightness associated with with it or like a sledgehammer approach. Uh, 
like holding a beach ball underwater is kind of a good analogy, right? It's just always putting pushing pressure back up toward the surface as long as you're holding that beach ball underwater and it never lets up, okay? But that can be signs you're resisting the urge. Signs that you're allowing an urge are you're a little un uncomfortable, but you're actually okay with the discomfort being there and you're not in a hurry to get rid of it. Um, you permit the urge to be there as long as it needs to be and you don't feel threatened. You can actually feel peace while having an urge. Uh, you're not expending a lot of energy. You're aware of and checked into the sensations in your body. You feel loose and open rather than tightness. And rather than the sledgehammer approach, it feels more like a feather on a glass, just a light touch, right? And it's rather than holding the beach ball underwater, it's more like just letting the beach ball float on the surface of the water and observing it curiously, see what it does, okay? So uh, hopefully that gives you some criteria as you go and explore what your experience with urges are, is for you. And the more you practice this, the better you get at it. Uh, it's in the doing of it that the real learning comes, right? Don't uh, just theorize and talk about it. Like go practice with it and, um, and just stay curious, right? If you um, are needing help, to understand like, what's my brain doing? Why is this so hard for me to learn how to allow and process urges more easily, right? Then that's like what this whole chain breaker program is designed for. And we just unwind, we identify what are the patterns that get in the way. And as you become aware, it's easier to let them go. And you get to learn new patterns. You get to create new patterns. Uh, you get to reinforce new patterns. And yes, you can change your brain. So let's in short, summarize, like, why should you go toward triggers? Because then you give yourself a chance to teach your brain a new way, instead of just put yourself in a bubble away from the porn forever and never teach your brain a new way, right? Um, leaving the bubble from time to time to go hear some bells ring and have the treat. <laughs> so uh, why should you go toward triggers? Because that way, you get to reduce the urges you experience, the intensity of them, the frequency of them. You can eliminate the need for white knuckling. You can make a porn-free life easier than ever and more achievable than ever, okay? Um, you don't have willpower be your main thing that you rely on, and you don't need it to be because you are actually reducing your desire for porn from the inside out. Okay, and this is a this is a huge key piece in learning to do life porn free. So don't just try to stay in a bubble and avoid all the urges unless you want to always have the same experience with urges for porn that you currently have. Okay, if you want to teach your brain a new way and give yourself that gift, that experience of knowing what life is like where you're not having urges for porn as much or all the time, or I know for some people it's every day, multiple times a day, right? Um, where you're just, it's just not your day-to-day -day thing. You're not concerned about it on a regular basis, right? Um, go towards the triggers. Go toward those situations that used to be so hard for you. Apply the new skills and practice being in that situation so you can powerfully show your brain that, no, you don't get candy when you throw a tantrum, right? And eventually your brain gets the message it stops throwing tantrums for the candy and 
man, it makes things so much easier. So don't skip that process for yourself. Give yourself the gift of going through it, going toward the triggers, rewiring your brain. And if you need help, then come talk to us about doing the Chain Breaker program. It is specifically designed to help with this and all the other things that might arise for you as part of your habit change process in a way where uh, you get to achieve those results that maybe you've been feeling stuck, not able to achieve for a long time now, right? So if you're ready for that, come find us, come talk to us and let's do it. Um, if you want to go practice these things on your own, then go do that. And I am cheering you for you all the way through. Have a great week, guys. Until next time. If you enjoyed listening to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast, you have to come check out the Chain Breaker program. It's my group coaching program through my Chain Breaker Coach app where you get access to regular group coaching calls and or one-on-one coaching calls, training modules, tools, a community of like-minded guys where we take all of this great information and learn to actually implement it in a game-changing way that works. This is about so much more than just a porn habit. Join us at dannypullman.com forward slash work with me. Don't forget to spell Pullman P-O-E-L-M-A-N. Become a chain breaker and learn to unchain your personal power. And remember, the power to make the changes you want is already there. It's just a matter of learning to access it.